Hey everybody, welcome back to the second edition of the Hashtag 59 podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Rudd, along with the wonderful Amy Carnes, and we have a wonderful guest today, our friend Aaron, and our topic is going to be the Great American Road Trip. If you don't already subscribe to our emails, what the heck are you waiting for? We have great contests and giveaways on there, all of our experiential hiking events and meetups, and so much more fun. So get on there, subscribe also to our podcast on iTunes, and we're going to dig right into today's show. So first off, uh, a quick little intro as to why this roundtable came together the way it did. Aaron is... Uh, one of the top three yoga teachers I've ever had. Woo. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I would never go beyond the top. I don't want to get into that top one, two, or three. That's <laughs> no not need. that's no not need. fair. <laughs> but so she's I've been practicing with her for a number of years, and every summer she was she was leaving for an extended period of time. And I asked her, I think on like the second year or something, and I said, Oh, what are you doing? She said, Oh my gosh, I'm going on this huge, long, mega road trip. Oh, nice. It's true. And she would leave and be gone for six, seven, eight weeks at a time. And and when we started Hashtag 59 yeah. and Amy and I were throwing around the podcast topic ideas and we said the American road trip, I said, I already know <laughs> who we're going to invite to come on this show. Yay. All right. Well, it's a luxury to be able to take such a road trip. So now, now it has a reason. Yeah, exactly. This podcast. There we go. There we go. All those weeks on the road just for this 40-minute conversation. (laughs) This is it. So, uh, everybody, we're first going to give their version of the most recent road trip summary experience that everybody had and why road trips are so amazing. So I'm going to go first, Okay. and we went, uh, I'm on, as we talked about on the Iceland podcast, Mark, who was on, and our two other friends, we do an annual guys trip <laughs> where we go somewhere that mainly pretty hiking, pretty outdoors focused, and my friend Matt was obsessed about hiking the Pacific Crest Trail for 10 days, and then he actually started looking into what it would take to carry his pack on the Pacific Crest Trail for seven to 10 days. <laughs> so, in- like, no. <laughs> so instead, we wound up doing a mega road trip in the Pacific Northwest. We flew into Seattle. We hiked all day, one day on the Pacific Crest Trail to appease that. <laughs> that, one, that one little nagging thing of what somebody wanted to do. Exactly. So that's, that's nice. But Along the way, what shifted out of that was actually pretty marvelous. We flew into Seattle, went up to Olympic National Park, which is in the northwest corner, went to a craft beer fest, did some amazing hiking in Olympic. Then we drove down to Mount Rainier, and that is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to. It was about a four-hour drive from Olympic National Park. We spent the night camping in Mount Rainier, 
Woke up for a waterfall hike, which was always great when there's four dudes on a guy trip for a little <laughs> sunrise waterfall hike. Sounds about right. <laughs> and then we went to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, which is an amazing adventure city. We did some cliff jumping there and then off to Glacier National Park in Montana, which was three of the most marvelous days of my entire life. Nice. So how long was that road trip? We did 10 days. I think we covered just under a thousand miles because then we went back to Spokane, Washington to fly home out of there. Actually, Matt, he's kind of a cheapskate. He wanted to save us like $79. <laughs> can appreciate that, Amy. Yeah. And well, he, I like to save money too. He drove, he drove the car an extra five hours back to Seattle to, oh, save, wow. to save us. <laughs> I don't so, know if I would have done that, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. He was real excited about it. So that was, that was my most recent road trip. Uh, and I'll get into a little bit about why I love road trips so much after you guys share yours. So we're just doing the our most recent one right now. Yes. Okay. So my most recent one was along the same lines of Mike. It was to Iceland. Um, so it, it's all covered in the Iceland podcast. Um, <laughs> but um, it's a it great was, podcast. It by was. The way. A, it is a great podcast. Thank um, you. Mm-hmm. But it was seven days of nonstop adventure and fun. Um, but actually, before that, we actually I also did a road trip through Ireland. So that was another one that was exciting. Um, we actually took a bus immediately across the country from Dublin to Galway. And then we started in Galway and we did um, kind of like the West Coast, um, all coast driving. We stayed in Dingle, which is my favorite town. If anyone else knows me, they know that I'm obsessed with Dingle, which sounds funny, but it's not. Um, and then we went uh, all along the South Coast and then ended up back in Dublin. So that was a really fun road trip as well, mostly because you're driving on the other side of um, the highway. So you have to be very, you know, cognizant of like what's going on. And I did not drive at all because I don't know how to drive stick. That was a nervous, that, I mean, side, side of drift, that was a nervous morning the first time we were in England and we took an overnight and. We were driving out to the Cotswolds for a yoga festival and <laughs> yeah, driving, driving on the wrong side, side of the road, road at sunrise on no sleep with a stick shift, <laughs> kind of getting hopped up on coffee is a, with London rush hour oh, coming. Yeah. It's funnier, <laughs> Good morning. When, it's yeah. funnier because every time you're going to the car, you're going on the wrong, you're like, you're immediately going on the side. You're like, wait, I'm not driving. I have to go to the other side of the, the car. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's, that's a different experience. There you go. Road okay. trips, road trips uh, abroad. As yes, well. yes, ah. exactly. It's so like an alternate my, universe. Those are my, yeah. my last two. Okay. Aaron, how about you? Well, so last summer, my husband and I took about six or seven weeks or so, and it was our second year dragging a giant Airstream trailer behind us. So that has really shifted the flavor of our road trip. But we had an event to go to in Fort Worth, Texas. So we spent about a week there, and then we were ready to get out of Texas. So we went west, we went to New Mexico, we went to Santa Fe, and enjoyed all the great cultural beauties of Santa Fe. And then we went hit a couple national parks. We went to Canyon de Chelly in Arizona. Mm -hmm. We went to Monument Valley in Utah. Mm -hmm. 
And then our next destination was all the way up at the top of Wyoming. So we just had a couple of days of driving through the the mountains, the majesty of like just that ever changing landscape, like the Rockies and Moab and Red Rocks and the Colorado River Gorge, and it's good. Yeah. And then we spent maybe a week or so in Sheridan, Wyoming, with a really good friend of my husband's, and we park our airstream in his field, and it's perfect. So oh, that's been so Fourth nice. of July there, and eventually had to convince ourselves to come home. So <laughs> that's amazing. Are. Yeah. One, you know, since Amy and I have started Hashtag 59, are you and your husband aware of the huge underground society of van lifers and camping yeah. lifers that exists in this country? Only, like, peripherally. I am aware that they exist. I do not believe we are one of them. I feel like I would know. <laughs> I would really know. If we I don't think you probably are quite yet, but, I mean, no. they... There is this huge conglomerate as yeah. we've been connecting with people on social media. Well, and they You're, all like they all like bought vans and they've reconfigured them to like they can. They must have all been them. interior so, designers in their former oh, lives. I feel. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I feel like Airstream needs an interior designer with like a modern understanding of yeah. what it's like to travel as two Do you guys adults. Have an old one? We have a 2005. Oh, nice Airstream, and it's like 30 feet long, and we bought it used from a really great couple in New Mexico. So just like oh. going to get the Airstream is a crazy road trip <laughs> in and of a, itself. So that's, that's wonderful. Awesome. Do you uh, by the way you love Santa Fe? Totally. That's one of yes. my favorite favorite places. Yeah. If you get nothing else uh, nothing else from this podcast, go go spend yourself a little bit of time in Santa Fe. Yes. It is a magical place. Yeah. Okay, let's jump in. Uh, before we go, I want to kind of talk about why we chose this topic, Amy, and why road trips are so much fun. I I actually think, uh, so what I'm going to ask is, why are road trips fun? Uh, why are they important for life? And what have you gotten out of them? And for me, I found uh, it increases my patience because you're driving for extended periods of time and there's a lot of things that are out of your control whether that's weather or car issues or showing up to a, a national park and because of a flash flood you're going to spend another day or two waiting to go on the hike that you want to go on there's there's just a lot going on with that i also thought exploration the exploration's beautiful it's i could go i feel as though i've been in that region that Aaron just described of Utah, Colorado, mm -hmm. Wyoming. I think I've been there 20 times, I feel like, and I feel like I've seen 2% of it. Yeah. So there's so much to explore out there. Even I always tell people too, if, if you lived in, if you live in America and you were uncomfortable with leaving, you just had a fear of flying, you could explore the lower 48 states for your entire life and have a pretty marvelous time doing that. Yeah, that is true. It's a huge place. So I like that. Uh, however, going segueing off of that, it's road trips opened me up to different cultures in a beautiful way, both internationally and, I mean, honestly, our country is so big. We, The mountain men of Colorado are of a different culture than the people yeah. who live in urban Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, and there's different people in all different regions of the country. Yeah. So. And that's, and that's great. I love that. It also, 
you learn how to travel with others and sometimes for the good and sometimes (laughs) for the bad, but no, I mean, but you really do. I think you can pick up things by traveling with people that you can then take back over to your everyday life. So, and, and what I really like the fact there's just so much to see and learn really for me, there's almost a constant yearning to be planning or thinking about being back out on the road because of what I get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, my whole, um, the reason that we always did road trips as a kid was because my parents were both teachers and there were three of us. So it's not like they could afford to like fly us all over the country. You know, we had a set budget. Um, so it was amazing to me because I mean, when I was a kid, every summer it was, we went to Maine one time, um, we went back through like New Hampshire and Boston and we went all to, to all these awesome places. And then another summer we went all the way up to California to visit our cousins. And then we went, we came back and we went to all the national parks throughout Utah. And I will not, I will admit when I was a child, this was not fun. You know, if you're with <laughs> your parents and like your two siblings for a good, you know, month, on the road, it's like, oh my God, I want to kill everybody. But looking back, it's so amazing that my parents did that, especially because they did it all before we had like internet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so these trips that they had to plan, they planned them. They like, used maps. Were, they used maps. <laughs> so we had trip Real maps. Did they, they, yeah. Did you involve trip AAA in this yeah, planning? Exactly. <laughs> we did. So I think that that kind of, for me at least, as a growth in my, in my life and to see that, it, it kind of, an amazing thing because what as now I'm you know working I don't get as much time off so it's just an amazing thing to to have done when I was when I was younger um, and now when I do it it's more like strategic I guess because I have to figure out things and plan around only like a couple of weeks of vacation um, but I always my favorite thing about road trips there were snacks. Oh yeah. That's like yeah. the key to a good road trip is like finding <laughs> the best snacks. And also when you're in like other countries, finding like those weird food and like you're like, oh I've never had this kind of like chip Foreign before. Snacks. What is this? Yes. Yeah. So snacks are very important, especially if you go on a road trip with me because I make everybody skip lunch because I'm so excited. <laughs> oh yeah. So if you don't have any snacks, guess what? You're, you're not gonna have lunch. lunch. <laughs> like we're not really stopping until happy hour. So. <laughs> I can make it till then. Pack your snacks. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Nice. Aaron? Well, I think you're right, Amy. Like, it's it's luxurious if you have a long period of time Mm -hmm. to go, but it's also really approachable. If you have a car and you have the ability to get out and about, it doesn't matter really how far you go. You don't have to go all the way to California to have a road trip experience. It's just more of a, like, a state of mind. Because any journey that you take... Outside and the outside world can also be a journey within if you decide that it is such and you can really just grow and learn and I feel like like the feeling I have when I'm on a road trip whether it's going really great that day or not so great it's like this feeling of like excited contentment because there it's like thrilling everything is novel every day is new and maybe you've never been where you're going and you don't know how it's going to go but there's really nowhere else that you want to be like regardless of what's happening because you're out there and you're adventuring and it's you're just delighted by whatever presents itself which is a good feeling i love that excited contentment (laughs) (laughs) and and to 
to talk about the road. I went on road trips too a lot as a kid. My mom was a teacher, and when my dad would either a couple times he was working for himself or he got laid off, and we would strategically plan that out as well. But it is funny because my mom and dad make fun of me, and they say that trip we took to Yellowstone. <laughs> You build it up to be better every single day. I was 11. <laughs> you were a hellion on that trip. You didn't want to go. You didn't want to be there. And they're like, you have these marvelous memories of them. They never really happened. Yeah. They were like, I don't know where you were, but mainly you were pissed that you were missing a baseball game or something or your friend's birthday party. But like, we're glad you look back on it now like that. See, that's the gift of the road trip. You look back and yeah. you get to tell the story however you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your personal vision quest. Exactly. So let's, uh, let's do some rapid fire questions. And we're going to start with your favorite American road trip ever. And I'm going to do one, and you guys can do it or throw my suggestions to the wayside. I'm going to do my favorite growing up, and then my favorite as okay. an adult. Okay. I'll just here. Awesome. <laughs> so we're really getting six here for you, hashtag 59. <laughs> Don't say we ever did anything for you. Growing up, uh, the trip I actually just referenced that I liked so much that I was a terrible crank on, we went, we left Cincinnati where I grew up and we went to, I don't even remember it all, but it was, it was the whole month of July, Yellowstone, Grand Teton National Park, some significant time in Nebraska and Iowa, of course, either way, Rocky Mountain National Park. I remember my great uncle Laverne, they had a small cabin outside of Rocky and you had to call him to reserve <laughs> reserve the time. And it was wow. free for anybody in the family. But we were staying there long enough that somebody else wanted to stay. And my Uncle Laverne had to call my dad and say, you guys are going to have to go get a hotel for a, a weekend. <laughs> so we had to leave. Like we, we got a motel down the street, which I was excited about because there was TV. And I was a huge baseball fan. I got to watch like the All-Star game because the house and <laughs> Little house didn't have a TV, but so you had to take vacation from your vacation. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I feel like that's a road trip when you're gone for so long that you have to you get booted out of where you are, but then you can come back a little bit. So that's growing up, and I still remember. I've still never been back to Yellowstone, and that is uh, something oh. I would like to do very soon. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it'll be on the podcast in the next year or so. But I still remember the geysers and just being blown away by them. So, uh, as an adult, I've had, I've really enjoyed road trips. I've taken two of them out to Moab flying into Salt Lake, which is still, I know you're flying, but then Moab's about a five hour drive. And then that whole region, you can drive for hours endlessly around. I think Moab, Utah is just one of the most cool under maybe it's not even underrated anymore but it was until a few years ago uh, that those trips out there to arches national park and canyon lands and all the outdoor activities you can do in moab and its region those those are my favorite adult road trips i actually took my friend freddie last year he'd never been hiking and his first hike was an eight mile loop on a 98 degree day <laughs> in the middle of the afternoon in July in Arches National Park. I'm sure he hated you. Oh my gosh, he was blown away. He was he was testing a shirt that he was creating that prevents pit stains. Oh, so yeah. I, How'd it I, go? 
it actually went decent. So I think he let he let my shenanigans slide because he was product <laughs> testing his new business idea. Intense product so, testing. So those are mine. Amy, go ahead. Um, so growing up, my favorite road trip was the one I just talked about, which was um, we actually left. I'm from a small town in um, Ohio called Bryan. So it's like Northwest Ohio. So we left there and we actually drove to St. Louis. Then we went kind of south. So we went to um, New Mexico, Arizona, and then we stayed with my cousins in California for a couple of days. Um, Probably just a weekend. I don't remember. It's kind of like how Mike remembers his stuff. (laughs) To me, it was amazing. My cousins were probably like, get out of here, Ohio people. Um, and then on the way back, we actually went to Las Vegas for one night, which I thought was magical because they had the biggest swimming pools in, the, in you know, <laughs> you've ever seen. So it was so much fun. Anyways, and then we went to the Grand Canyon. We went to Arches. We went to Canyonlands. We went to, um, what else is there? Moab. We went to um, uh, Mesa Verde. We went to the Rocky Mountain National Park. And then we started going home. And we went through Nebraska on the way home, which is very flat. So if anyone doesn't know that, it's not the best. I think all the choices back to Ohio. It's awful. Very flat. Yeah, it's very bad. Um, And we stopped in Indianapolis, and then we came home, and that was it. Nice. Yeah, that was a that was a month long vacation with the family. That's that's so, some serious mileage. That was some serious mileage on the the blue. We was the blue whale. That was our our road. Uh, name for the car, <laughs> the, the Previa van. Mm. Um, anyways, and then one of my favorite uh, road trips as an adult was actually um, flying into Portland and driving from um, Portland to uh, Seattle and then Vancouver. But along the way, we, of course, went to a whole bunch of different places to go hiking. We went to um, Mount Rainier. Um, we went to the Cascades. And then we ended up in... Um, Vancouver, and then I think we actually drove back. I was probably being cheap, like your friend, and I think <laughs> it was back cheaper to, to go back to Portland yeah. to take the car. Back. If, you, if you guys don't know this little travel travel tip, if one way <laughs> rental cars do hike the price up, but mainly I've I've looked at it, it's about twenty percent. Yeah, it's not out of I control. I don't know if it made the most sense, but whatever. It, it typically just just. Hustle a little harder at your job and and save an extra yeah. hundred bucks and fly out of where you came from. Yeah, that was also <laughs> the last time I ever checked a bag too. So, oh, nice! And I learned my lesson after that. I was like, "This is ridiculous! Like, why am I dragging this big suitcase around?" Which we will put in the show notes <laughs> a reference to Amy's latest blog on our on our uh, site that is how to travel internationally with only a carry on, and she's very adamant that she won't even travel with people mm-hmm. who don't carry on anymore. Well, unless you're going on a hiking trip. Like, I, yeah. That's fine. Trekking I poles. I get it. <laughs> I need you to coach me on my next packing I, endeavor. I, will. I really, okay. okay. I'm going to hold you to that. And everyone's hearing it now. So this is good. <laughs> the, you, you put it out to the universe. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Aaron? So my, I don't know, aside from every road trip being my favorite road trip, it's just so much fun. The first big road trip I went on was, I don't know, maybe the year 2000. I was really close with a family here in Ohio that was moving to California. And they offered me the opportunity to drive their minivan all the way to the Pacific Ocean. So a friend of mine and I did, and it, you know, it starts out really mild. You're in Iowa, you're in Missouri, and then it gets 
progressively more geologically interesting and just really beautiful. So we went through across Highway 90. We went through South Dakota and we went into Wyoming and we went up and over the Bighorn Mountains. Oh, nice. We kind of, just because we happened to be there, we kind of accidentally camped in Yellowstone and got up and hung out with Old Faithful Geyser and went over into, we went through Craters of the Moon National Mm, Park in Idaho. Idaho. That's like a lunar landscape. Good stuff. (laughs) And visited another volcanic park, Lassen Volcanic Park in Northern California. That was good. And then we eventually made it all the way to San Francisco and I got to like get literally give the Golden Gate Bridge a big hug. And I was just like (laughs) so ecstatic to see it in person. And then we delivered the minivan. The minivan. Yeah. And that was it. That's a, that's That's a great opportunity and a great trip. Yeah. It was good. Did you just fly back then? We did. Yeah. So it was like the quick teleport back to your life. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's one thing I remember about the geysers in Yellowstone was I remember being blown away a by them, but then B, I remember people wanting to go up and dip a cup (gasps) in to try to drink out of them and, what? It was like 200, yeah, it was like, you know, there is boiling yeah, water, really it can hot. like burn your insides, and I just remember park rangers saying like, you don't want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> advising people, there was, I just remember as a little 11 or whatever age I was, fascinated that people were still, like, it, to me it just made sense that you don't drink out of the geyser. But, I mean, I would think that, that would be like a common <laughs> thing. And I was a B&C student, and I still was... You can, clear on that. I don't think you can put up enough signs to keep people away yeah. from yeah. alluring things like that. That's a pretty amazing road trip. Would you take that opportunity again? Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, more recently, maybe in 2014, my husband and I made a gigantic loop that was like from Texas, Colorado, across the bottom of Arizona and like up the edge of California oh, and over into Oregon and Wyoming. And yeah, so we just made a... Big circle. That's awesome. I would do that all the time if I could, just on a rotation. Infinite loop, just around and around. Too busy teaching us yoga here. That's right. (laughs) Someone has to. Yeah. Somebody has to teach me yoga seven days a week here. Okay, so how about best under the radar road trip in America? For me, this is actually trips within six hours of your house. Because I think we always drift towards, especially living in the Midwest, yeah. is the mountains and the West Coast and beaches. But for instance, from Columbus, and I like the Midwest, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I enjoy living here. I think it's fun. I, I think if I had to sit in a commute every day for work in the winter... It would probably shift my mindset. But the fact that I get to walk around in the snow instead, definitely... Yeah. So I, I get that. I do have, I've done it before. I have empathy for that, but I, I love the Midwest. And from Columbus, you can get to Mammoth Cave National Park, mm-hmm. Red River Gorge. Some of the best whitewater rafting in the entire world is in West Virginia. And that's five hours away from here, I think. Uh, the Appalachian Trail, you can jump on and hike it for all 2,000 miles if you want to. Uh, Somewhere you went that looks awesome. I've never been to Traverse City, Michigan, mm-hmm. Sleeping Bear Dunes mm. up in Michigan. So I guess my point is adventure is much closer than you think. Good one. <clears throat> that is very true. <clears throat> I think actually 
One of the bigger under the radar ones that I've noticed recently is um, driving uh, down the coast of Florida, um, only because it's on the on the east side. So you can go to like St. Augustine, you can go to all kind of like the old old cities um, in Florida, like the old Florida, if you will. And you can also camp all the way through there. So we had friends who did that um, over Thanksgiving, and they took a week, and they just did a little. A quick road trip and it's not it's kind of the same thing it's not that far no it's you just not kind of go down and go back up Tampa, florida is probably they loved it. nine or ten hours from here yeah probably yeah it's not that far but far enough but yeah. far enough far enough <laughs> to follow the rules especially for thanksgiving so. good point yes yeah well i was thinking we should go farther away for the best under the radar so back to wyoming there's this alternate route that takes you across the Bighorn Mountains. It's called 14A. It's like A as in they close it off in the winter and it's just so high and snowy that you don't go there. But if you choose (laughs) to take that route in the summer, it's awesome because you get to travel through the mountains and then you can take the, there's this little sign and if you take the arrow that the sign points you toward, it takes you to this place called Medicine Wheel, which is this like prehistoric gathering place medicine wheel for people for thousands of years and they aren't really quite sure who built it or exactly why it was there but it's it's currently like a functional place of healing and Hmm. geological beauty so i've never i've never heard of that almost like an easter island where they don't know how how it got almost Yeah. yeah there are some ancient stones like in a cairn right in the center and they've done some carbon dating on it but they don't really know well, this one's going in the show notes. I mean, I, yeah. is it Wyoming? I just took a note it, about yeah. that. Yeah, it's called yeah, it's Medicine Wheel, Wyoming. Do you hear that, secret. everybody? Yeah, don't okay. oh, don't okay. ruin it, and you have yes. to walk up to the top, so it's it's uh, oh. cool. Unless That's you're awesome. like a Native American or disabled, you can drive up to the top. Okay. So, oh. um, but it does kind of feel like you're on the top of the world, and it's very mm. windy up there and dramatic, and lots That's of awesome. offerings tied around the medicine. Neat. It's beautiful. Thanks for sharing That's that. So yeah. Cool. Okay, how about, I'm going to, I'm tired of going first and answering my own question, so I'm going to let Amy go on this. Okay. Uh, the next road trip you wish you could take, or um, you will be taking? Well, I can answer both of those. Do it. So, the next road trip I'm taking is I'm actually going, to, flying to Seattle, and then I'm doing kind of what Mike did, which is Olympic and Mount Rainier again, just because my poor boyfriend, he has not been... To Seattle or to, <laughs> to Washington, so he has been begging to do this. So that's where we're going next. But way, way to really take one for the team. I know, I really am, because I've already been there, like, multiple times. Um, but the one I wish I could take is I actually wish I could drive all the way down south through Mexico, through Central America and South America, because I think that would be the coolest road trip. Like, just hit, a, hit everything up, because you can do that. You can. I would. You can drive all the way down there if you really want to. I was sharing (laughs) with Aaron before you came over. By the way, folks, this is a live podcast. We're all actually sitting at a table. I think about (laughs) night. I mean, I've done fifty podcasts before, and I don't feel like I've ever done one in 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 person. person. So this is a revolutionary in technology, as long as it's recording, right? Uh, (laughs) But it's Wilderness Magazine and Jebediah Jenkins Mm. who did this bitta cup mm-hmm. that I have, he rode his bike 10,000 miles. So he essentially did what you're talking about. Yeah. Only he did it on two wheels. Yeah. And I think um, 
Ewan McGregor has done something like that. Yeah. There's a, I think there's a movie about it. I don't remember. But yeah, I think that looks amazing. That would be great. Aaron? Well, yeah, I want to drive the Airstream to Machu Picchu. That would be oh really Oh my great. god, that would be amazing. I don't wow. That seems uh, highly unlikely. So <laughs> instead, I'd like to like remove the time constraints from a regular American road trip and go all the way west and hang out with the redwoods in northern mm-hmm. California and get to spend time in eastern or western Oregon and just soak up all the greenery that's going on out there. So kind of like what you're doing. Yeah. This summer, Amy. Love that. Yeah. I I had a wonderful time when we were up in the Redwoods in November. We went there after our friend's wedding in Napa. Yeah. And just a different energy going on up in Humboldt. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Hmm. And the biggest trees in the entire world don't hurt being True. there. That's that's a nice plus. And I would find a way to come home via Glacier National mm. Park mm-hmm. just to Top well, it off. When in doubt, if you can weave in a trip to Glacier National Park, I think. I, I was slapping myself on the head when I got there in August that I'd never been there before. I've never been there either. I could have. Uh, total disservice. Yeah. I think my dad and my brother went. It's incredible. It. I think it's the cool. I think it's the coolest place in the lower 48, maybe. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Next road trip I wish I could take outside of Glacier would be something new. I want to head south to kind of like what you talked about to Florida. And I have a idea of there's half marathons now in some of the national parks. I'd like to drive down to Florida. Uh, Jill, my wife, has family in Tampa, so we could see some family. I have a business partner in Miami. And then we could run, I could run a half marathon in Everglades. Go to Biscayne Bay National Park and do mm-hmm. some scuba diving, perhaps, and snorkeling. And then meander down through the Keys slowly and eventually spend some time in Key West and go visit the old Civil War Fort, uh, Dry Tortugas National Park, and camp there overnight. That would be the next trip. Of... Do you have to have a camping permit? Yes, you do have okay. to get a camping permit. In, I think in advance, I think they're pretty easily available because not a lot of people no, choose to. Holly, one of yeah. Holly's one of the writers, and she's doing it in April, I think, over Easter. She's headed down there oh, really? to camp mm-hmm. on the fort. And you just bring it. It's 70 miles west of Key West. Oh, and wow. And they have two boats a day. Yeah. And Seth, who actually writes for us, too, spent three days there. He's a big-time photographer, so photographing the fort was pretty cool for him. So that's mine. Nice. All right. All right. How about this one? This one I had a, I have too many. I, we go over time, but favorite person or connection you made on a road trip? Um, so I'm actually not going to answer that the way you want me to. Okay. Instead, I'm going to tell you the, 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 weirdest, the weirdest thing that happened. Ah, that's good. Trip. That's what I meant when I asked. And yeah, I actually favorite. had my first kiss. On a road trip, and it was on that California trip. When we're coming back, we stopped. Do you, are you, does your dad know about this? No, okay. nobody we'll, knows. About okay, this. I we'll don't put, think. I don't think we won't put this in the show notes. Disclaimer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on the way back, so we used to go to the Indianapolis Children's Museum all the time. And by the time we were coming back, I think I was like fourteen, and my sister is seven years younger than me, so she had never been there. So we stopped there, and I met this kid. And he was like interning there and we hung out and we made out and it was, <laughs> that 
why was that? At the Children's Museum. At the Children's Museum. Right? What How a beautiful memory. What an ancillary, <laughs> wonderful ancillary benefit of a road trip. Your first makeout session. I mean, you session. never know what's going to happen. So it was, so that's the way I'm answering that question. Nice. How are you going to answer this question, Aaron? I, I don't remember now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to not answer this by like naming one person, but I got to say that my, my husband has been doing this whole road trip thing for a while. And he, like you guys, his parents worked for the school. So every summer they would go somewhere Yeah. and he has continued this as an adult. So he's got this amazing collection of friends and acquaintances and as we make these trips we always go and we visit them and I get to meet these epic people and they're they're just amazing artists and saddle makers and people that are silversmiths and just all kinds of cool stuff so that's really neat yeah so mine you know of course I can name you know in Glacier and Olympic we actually we met uh, a woman who's actually one of our contributing writers now because she had done the same Highline Loop as us that day, and that's neat when you get a when you're out on the road and you're sitting down in the bar and asking what other people did and they'd done the same thing and you get to connect with that. I think I really enjoy reuniting with old friends as well as we pass through perhaps places somebody that I would normally not have a chance to connect with and just reaching out. And whether it's staying the night or going on a hike or some type of reuniting from an earlier point in your life is always kind of a neat experience. And then just all the random, I, I could chuckle and just laugh for days about from the guy who told my wife she wouldn't get a trail name because she would never <laughs> make it to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. So he called her Hillside Jill to, to the just the random, the the randomness of the the park rangers like stories and tidbits that mm-hmm. that they tell you it, it really is to the there's a town from albuquerque to new mexico or to santa fe a little artist town it was like the only town we ran into and we stopped and had lunch there and it was like this artist hippie town and they had an artist there had created an entire yard of cardboard cutouts what are they when you stick your head in Oh. And you put your, yeah. she created <laughs> like your thirty of them. Yeah, and you go and you pay five dollars and you get as many photos <laughs> as you want. You know, I think I saw that on Roadside America. Is it like you can, or something? yeah. What's that? Is it like Taos? No, no. no. It's just a different, like a little town. Yeah, it's That's a little really town. Cool. I'll find it and put it in the show notes. It was this. It's this little town. Uh, they had like half of it, 170 people. Half of it's a commune, and like an hour <laughs> out of Santa Fe, but. They had one one restaurant and it was amazing. And then we went there and just connecting with her and I, my father-in-law and I talked to her for about 10 minutes about how she had gone about the process. I mean, she had some really funny ones too, like rant 80s celebrities and like just all sorts of stuff. That's Anywho, awesome. that's, that's, that's mine. All those different random singular moments of people that maybe you'll never see again, but you're always connected. Yeah. Can I add to mine yes. a little bit? More just, weird? No, weirdness? not weird. Not okay. Weird, sorry. Um, I will say, if you ever do a road trip in another country, talking to the locals is really interesting because they don't realize how vast and large the United States is. So somebody was talking, talking to me about how he was going to go and fly into New York and then and then drive to Montana. And I was like, that's probably <laughs> going to take you a while. And he was like, no, I only have like a week. I'm like, 
I don't know if you can do that, but okay. Go. It's just, it's, sometimes it's really eye-opening to to talk to people from other countries about things too. Absolutely. I agree with that. We spent two weeks in France and you would think it seems like it's as big as Ohio. We saw tons of stuff, but I mean, we were moving and it's way bigger than, and I feel as though we almost like covered too much ground in it. And we were there for two solid weeks and it doesn't seem like a very big country. So I agree. All right. How about one thing you did in your last road trip that totally shifted the experience in a positive or impactful way? Aaron. Well, you know, this past road trip we went on, we had kind of a forced slowdown in a town called Gallup, New Mexico. So for a variety of mechanical reasons, we ended up having to be there. And I don't know that it's the kind of place that you would choose to go on vacation, Gallup, New Mexico. It's an interesting place, but suddenly that's where we were. And until the brakes got repaired and we finally got our water line on the Airstream trailer fixed, like we had come all the way from Ohio and there we were in New Mexico and we had no way to hold water in our trailer. So we finally got that fixed. fixed. Yeah. And it was just such a perfect way to like, you just get stuck right where you are. So you have to be there and enjoy. Like we got the trailer fixed by these three guys that worked at a repair shop and their names were like Ivan, Irwin, and Irvin, it was just—it was kind of unreal, like the kind of things you see there. So, so yeah, so it was just like a forced settling in. Like the trip is whatever's happening, not what you think is supposed to happen. That's that's the beauty. That's the total beauty of it. I think for me, going recent ones, I've gone for quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. I think, and what when Freddie and I were in Moab last July, in the morning we went hiking to Corona Arch and uh, canoed down the Colorado River all morning. And we got back at about one in the afternoon. And Moab, for those of you who don't know, is right next door to Arches National Park, like a five-minute drive or an hour to Canyonlands. And Freddie had to work that afternoon. So I was going to go out to Canyonlands, and I just felt like, oh, I'm going to go just because we went to Arches yesterday, and it's a different national park, even though I've already been there. Mm -hmm. I just felt like I'd want to go to two national parks on this trip. And I changed my mind at the last second. I was like, why would I drive an extra 45 minutes when there's this amazing park right here? If I only have, I only have an afternoon right now. And I went and the flash flood had been lifted for delicate arch and the trailhead was reopened. And since it was so hot, nobody was there. So I basically got to go to the delicate arch hike and arches like by yourself by myself and for those of you who don't know that that's the one that's on the utah license plates and it's, <laughs> so there's always people there there's famous. always people there and it was just kind of like oh duh and then on the way i went to another hike and i spoke to a woman on it for 30 minutes she was determined the next time she was going to be there to make it all the way on this canyon hike i was on and I gave her a loose workout regimen that I thought would help her get there. And, and she said, I just cannot wait to get home and use this because her friends had gone all the way. And she, I had connected with her along the way. She was sitting there. Hmm. And maybe she needed that connection at that moment to get a, a path to be able to go there. So I'm quality over quantity sometimes. Yeah. And Amy's... Road trips are already so positive and impactful. She said she doesn't even have <laughs> an answer. Have yeah. So starts positive in If positive. you want a positive and impactful road trip from just, before anything happens, <laughs> just talk to Amy. 
I just couldn't think of anything. That's all right. Off the top of my head. So. Yeah, she was give, she was telling me the other day when we were hiking. She said, "She's like, I don't have an answer to one of those questions. <laughs> I don't remember which one." Challenging question. There it is. Yeah. It All right. Challenging. Well, we'll let you lead this one then. Top. Okay. Uh, we have two left. Top outdoor or adventure experience from a road trip. Um. So I think the best thing I did while we were doing that epic road trip was um, we spent a day whitewater rafting in Moab, and um, I think probably both of you have probably done it. Maybe not, but like the the guy took you to a spot where there was like water trickling out. He's like, you have to drink this. I'm like, why? And he's like, just drink it. And so I did. And he's like, okay, now you'll have to come back sometime. I'm like, I don't understand. And he's like, no, if you drink the water from, you know, this one like place, they're like, you'll always come back here. I wow. haven't been back yet, but I'm sure day. you will be. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had that special juju oh, water I- though. That, I mean, <laughs> That's pretty. Apparently, you have. You're pretty hot for a Moab. I do. Yeah, I just didn't know. Yeah, I love Moab. Aaron. Well, so this past summer we ended up in the desert on my birthday. I have a summertime birthday, so if you can arrange it, I highly recommend going somewhere where it gets really dark at night when it's your Mm. birthday, so that you can sit under the stars and just like soak it in. I think I was in. Monument Valley with mm. all of those just totally wild rock formations and it's like a alien landscape and then you can get up early and watch the sunrise too and burn the candle at both ends and just go for it have a great oh, birthday awesome. but, but just to be incredible. in the desert I think is it's for someone from Ohio it's pretty different yeah it's yeah. exhilarating for some reason I, I feel like people aren't supposed to live there but I just I love it mine mine would probably be actually stopping points to where we were going on both of mine. So it kind of reminds me of that old uh, quote, it's about the journey, not the destination. Oh, yes. that we print on T-shirts and tank tops and hats. <laughs> and, and, I'm sure people have tattoos of it. Yeah, and, face, and Facebook uh, profile Quotes. pictures. Uh, but it's true in that so we my our friends Jim and Kate lived they just moved back to Ohio after living in Sacramento for a long time and we were going to Yosemite with them and I somehow discovered that you there's this little wine town called Sutter Creek partway from San Francisco to Yosemite so we went there with them and it was just this a most amazing beautiful like town of like 200 people in the middle of nowhere California and there was just wineries and acoustic music and good restaurants and the airbnb they were staying at was this amazing woman that we got to talk to for an hour she was actually the mayor of sutter creek (laughs) (laughs) i liked her so much i i sent her i i mailed her one of my books afterwards (laughs) so that was fun and then the other but from an outdoor adventure kate's lazy desert and right outside of joshua tree national park Mm -hmm. it is Actually, an Airstream RV park. So you got to come and you stay in these cool, vintage, newly decorated Airstream RVs. They have cornhole, a little pool. They have uh, big, big colored pencils that you can write in the sand. And it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wrote in them and stuff. What is this place called? It's called Kate's Lazy Desert. That has to go in the show notes. Yes. I this place it's up. awesome. There's six Airstream RVs. We got there in the middle. We got there late. There was nobody there. Uh, we spent the night there by ourselves in this like fenced in 
Wow. Airstream, uh, Jill thought for sure we weren't going to survive the night, but uh, the, sun, <laughs> the sun rose. And here's another fun fact about Kate. It is, she is one of the original, she's one of the singers of B-52s. It's her place. Oh, that yeah. Kate. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that Kate, obviously. But Kate's Lazy Desert. Yeah, That's we'll put awesome. it in the show notes. It was a All real, right. and it's 15 minutes to Joshua Tree from there. Nice. So it's a nice <clears throat> jump off point. All right, last question. Two tips you would give anybody prior to planning or going on their next road trip. Um, so mine would be make a plan, but allow enough wriggle room where if something happens, like your car breaks down or you find someplace cool to hang out with the mayor of Sutter. Yes. Sutter Creek. <laughs> Sutter yeah. Creek. Um, let that happen and, and kind of, you know, let the wind take you some places. Um, I didn't have two. I only one. That's great. Sorry. That, that's worth three. <laughs> I, I agree. I feel like that's kind of the only tip yeah. that you need to give to like do whatever turns up and to be willing to change your plan. And I'm not really, my husband and I aren't really much for planning, so I have no advice to give on like how to plan a trip. You, you yeah. just, you have to go like have a destination and it will happen on your way there. Great. Mine would be one is uh tent camping at least one night even if you're totally resistant to tent camping go just pay, borrow someone's tent borrow yeah. someone's tent or pay like a little bit and do yeah. the glamping or something but <laughs> sleeping outside and waking up and seeing the stars during the night and waking yeah. up uh there's just something about that that i think it belongs on a road trip and then number two is do something like super hyper local and fun and you know a couple ideas i always grab one week passes at because uh, one of the the place where aaron teaches is also a client of mine here yoga on high so they don't have bikram so I, whenever i'm traveling i grab a one week pass at the bikram yoga studio <laughs> wherever we're at on the road and that's like my treat on the road and connect with people i ran a 5k in bend oregon on July, on the 4th of July, nice. uh, a half marathon in Maui start by this guy named Rudy. And he was, he, his, the starting line was his pickup truck like the, <laughs> and like the end line. Was, I mean, and it was a couple hundred people, but it was, I mean, he did a great job and he's done like 10 of them, but like it, it is not like the official like Maui yeah. marathon. It's like this guy had a cool idea and gets 500 people out and just, such a cool experience of, you know, every small town, I think now is a craft beer festival. You got to meet mm-hmm. some creative, cool people there. So do something way, way, le- and I guess it kind of ducktails off of your, both of your points. Leave some extra time to find right. something. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, everybody, that's it. Show notes below with all the information. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you didn't, uh, well, we don't really care because uh, we had a fun time recording it. So. And also start planning your road trips now. Yes. For the it's summer if you want to. February, maybe early March by the time yeah. this gets out. Yeah. Get going now. As always, thanks for being part of our community. We have blogs. We have outdoor experiences and events. But really the best way, connect with us on the social media channel of your choice and sign up for our email list, and you can stay in touch with us and pick whatever you really, really like to do that hashtag 59 is putting out there. Thanks a lot. 
Mike, Amy, and Aaron signing off. Peace out.